Press record. And away we go. Right, we're off. Well, well, well. Welcome, everyone. Thank you very much for being patient with us. It's been about four weeks since we've been been on, hey? It's been a while. No, more than four weeks. Well, you've been back for two, haven't you, Dan? Yeah. And it was the first week that he was away. So, about I have, uh, my back's been rooted for, I'm now into my fifth week and we haven't done podcasts with me like this. Shit. So, yeah, it's over five weeks. Yeah, right. So, tonight we've got with us, we are minus Matt Finn. So, we've got myself, we've got uh, Simon, SGLC, we've got Matt Barry, we have Danny Stone, and we have our very special guest here tonight. <laughs> is there a drum roll button? There's no drum roll, is there? There is no drum well, roll. Well, you could work something Wait, out there. Drum. We can do one drum. Don't use the crickets. <laughs> What's that? Is that just... Buntish. <laughs> yeah. So, we've got Glenn Crouch with us. Glenn Crouch. Hello, hello mate. Hello, hello. Welcome, thank yeah. you. You should have done the applause then. Oh, righto. Okay, we'll do it now. There we go. There we go. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, mate. We really appreciate it. We've wanted to get you on for a little while now, and we've yeah, just great. been, it's just been chaos the last little while. Um, so, yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff to run through tonight. Uh, mainly what Glenn wanted to talk about is doing, well, a bit on weather forecasting and and prints, but there's a hell of a lot of stuff we're going to cover regardless. Yeah, hey? we actually like, managed to not ask him too many questions before the podcast started. For yeah, the last minutes, so. very disciplined. Yeah, very disciplined. Well, that's that's a mistake we've made in the past. We get we we get people in here. We all sit around. We have a pizza and a beer, and it's often people we haven't met before. We're just talking, 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 and then we get to the podcast and we're like, shit, we've got to repeat everything we just <laughs> talked about. <laughs> so ah. we sort of we sort of said we sort of said glad. G'day, Glenn's nice to meet you. We're just going to sit here in silence for the next 20 minutes now <laughs> while we eat. Yes. Uh, but Glenn has so kindly informed us that he has a question without notice because none of us do. I do, yes. Far away. Yes. So I, um, I put out a little thing on Instagram the other day saying, did anybody have any questions for the podcast? And uh, a friend of mine, Grant Swinborn, sent me a message saying, what is your go-to location if the weather's not going to cooperate? Good question. So oh, that is, is a very a good one. Really what, good what is your fallback go-to location if, if it's not happening, but you know you can get something out of the, a well-known location? I'll start. You want to go? Okay. Yeah. 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 I, ha- I, have, I have a one go-to location in Sydney that I go to every single time, and that's Little Bay. Yes, good spot. I've never even been there. Little Bay. Where is Little Bay? Awesome. Little Bay. It's yeah. east, eastern suburbs. Down <coughs> is that the one with the boats? No, no. No, no that's okay. Gordon's that's Bay. Gordon's right, Bay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> little, 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 little Bay's <laughs> on the way to La Perouse. So oh, when yeah. When you're heading down to Bear Island, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Bay's on the left. It's before you get to Bear Island. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a nice spot. And but whereabouts do you go there? Um, I will literally, if it, if it's not happening, I will literally just walk down the beach and I'll just walk along that cliff line there until I find something that catches my eye. And you always do, always. Yeah, right. Because it's it's a any tide, any swell. Yeah. Location. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And I was yeah. a heavy local around there, and for four years, and I think I went there twice. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's always the way. It's um. Every time I've gone there, I've probably been there three or four times, and every time I've gone, yeah, how good is it? But I don't know. It hasn't. Yeah. It hasn't sort of grabbed me. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough <coughs> though. And it's, I it's always get stuck in that amphitheater. Yeah, you know that natural amphitheater. Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. And a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a wanderer though. I'll sort of because if you keep <coughs> walking past that along that cliff line along the golf course there, south. Yep. Yeah. 
especially at low tide, you can get right down on the rocks there. All right. Okay. And you can sort of point north or south and, you know. Yeah. I go to, um, this is not my go-to, but I go further down to the helicopter base <coughs> and then to... Cape Banks. Cape Banks, yeah. yeah. And I've done a fair bit of exploring along there, which yeah, is pretty Yeah, it's a great nice. spot down yeah. there. Yeah, it's awesome. There'd be Love heaps it. to see in there. Hey, I've oh, never been in through so there. Good, oh, and so you can get you can get down to the water's edge. Like you can get right down yep. to the the waves. Yep. The action. Totally. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sick. What about you, Dan? What's your? I, but well, hang on. I reckon your, I've got yeah. It. Well, your spot you go to when it's when it's <laughs> shit all good. Start with a B. No. Bear Island. <laughs> no, no, no. He was gonna say Bronte. No, no, no. no. I know what you're gonna say. Bronte. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think everyone can agree Bronte doesn't really disappoint. Yeah, Bronte is it's it's classic. Like, it, yeah, it is it's, a classic. It's, like it's good anytime. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But um, I'd probably have to say I've a lot of sunsets. <coughs> I'd just run to Bear Island. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably how I met you, Matt, years back. Mm. Is that your closest spot now? Yeah, there or Coogee, but I wouldn't. Yeah, Bear Island's probably the best sunset spot. Mrs. Max, but I'm, you know, like you overshoot it and you get sick of those spots. So, yeah, um, yeah I'd have to say sunrise again if I'm lazy, I'll shoot straight down to Coogee or, or Bondi. Um, yeah, it's hard to fail around an ocean pool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if you, if you actually make an effort and try and find a composition down on some rocks, if you do shoot flow and whatnot, uh, <laughs> you, you're going to find something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're more of a, uh, if you're not so inclined to get in and amongst it or come back wet, you could struggle with a low tide, I guess. Um, at, at Bronte, anywhere really, like. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I just I like to, as you know, get right into it. So yeah. I generally come away with one or two, yeah, images. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Um, I don't. I don't think I've ever had a go-to sunrise spot because always living coastal. When I first started photography, I just went no matter what, yeah. and I'd always yeah. know this place I was going to go. I didn't know how to read the weather or tides or that all that. I just went. Yep. And I soon learned that's how that. I started. Yeah, yeah. So I just shot, and then as once I had kids and time became more um, precious and all that, I'd look at the weather as much as I could and. And, and only go when I thought it was going to be good. Yeah. And if it wasn't good, being so close to the coast, I'd just turn around and come home. Yeah. yeah. But sunsets, get home and you're just like, oh, man, I need to get out. I want to go. And it's Bear Island is my go-to. I would yeah. go to Bear Island any conditions. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like even when it was crystal clear and dead flat, I'd still go there and shoot uh, yeah. and mm-hmm. enjoy it and love it. Yeah. And have a yeah. really good time. So I've said this before, but they, they reckon that there's <laughs> – like when you get into photography, you go through a few different phases, and when you start shooting, uh, you might say to your mates, or your mates mates might say to you, oh, "What's the conditions like?" And you're like, "I don't give a shit." Like you're just gonna go <laughs> shoot regardless, you know? Yeah, you don't care. You don't care. You you're just do out there care. shooting everything, yeah. and then you get to the point where you like you're not gonna shoot every day, and then you get to the point where, and this was our latest trip away. Like I did not get a shot that I was happy with. Like we were shooting, but everything I got, I was like. It's not like you just get so much more fussy and particular about totally. what 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 you're satisfied with, and yeah, that actually the last two trips I've not got a shot that I've that I've been well, very happy with. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't get a any, no, I didn't get anything good. The, every shot I'd got a bombo, even the swell was cranking. I was at the wrong spot when the when 
the the sky when the clouds just appeared. I moved yeah. away to another spot at the, uh, the, the yeah. you know the northern part of Bombo. Yeah. Yeah, the then the clouds channel. appeared and the swell was too big and you got to run in to get your shot and yeah. run back out and I didn't get anything decent. And then after that it was over. And the yeah. snow. Uh oh, actually, sorry, on, I can lie. I, can I ask you? Yeah. Forget about. I've got some shots that I love from the snow. Absolutely love mm. that. To put on social media would go shit. Yeah, they'd yeah. get maybe yeah. ten likes. Yeah, but f- edit it real well, frame it, put it on wall. <coughs> it looks stunning. Yeah. So yeah. now, now that I've said that, yeah, the snow that's tripped down the snow. I, I got a few shots that I really liked, yeah. but like I, I would still do that. Like if if the opportunity came up to do that trip again, I would. Definitely do it 100% because it was so much fun. Regardless, except that maybe a different car. But, um, yeah, just <laughs> one thing. Tell you about this trip? Like, we were super pumped to go down to the snow because do you remember that storm about four or five weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, it was yeah. just snowing everywhere. No, I saw your shots. Yeah, yeah. but the, the, the hard thing is, is that, like, what – what we didn't really factor in is that like you're dealing with very very low clouds and very very flat light yeah. and when it's a white ground it's a white sky yeah. too and you've got yeah. to have a really really good subject for it to work otherwise yeah. you just get rubbish yeah you know? it's like just a white can, out yeah it's just a white yeah. out it's total white out or and a little bit of little specks of uh color every now and then yeah. so it was we just didn't think about that we thought the Australian countryside is going to look epic with snow. Oh yeah, but and it does. Yeah. But it's very, very tough to photograph. Absolutely. Well, I found it tough. And yeah, we also know. didn't think, we didn't factor in how deep the snow might have been and how much snow there might have <laughs> yeah, been. Yeah, that was bad. Hey, it was we'll, a huge we'll, dump. Yeah, we'll, yeah we're, we're going to bring it up in the podcast, so we'll, we might as well get out of the way now. Should I do my? One? Yeah, what's your? You can do your. your well, you just over it now. We <laughs> 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 just moved on. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, whatever. Done yours yet? No, nah, I haven't. Oh, done. I but well, it would it would be it would be curl curl. Yeah, I know. I just talk <laughs> a lot of shit. It would definitely be curl curl. North or you, south? Uh, well, probably north actually, because yeah. north is left less crowded. And the thing is, with because you 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 use a drone a fair bit as well, hey? A little bit, yeah. Well, the good thing yeah. is with drone, like when when the sky when there's no when there's no. Uh, when there's no colour and there's, you know, totally clear skies, like that's when a drone is perfect if you're shooting straight down because you get the nice shadows. Yeah. When there's no sky, we fly. Yeah. Yeah, perfect, perfect, nailed it. Yeah, well, so it would definitely be around there because that northern air area can oh, you can get really nice contrasting yeah, colours between the water and the sand. Yeah. yeah, and when there's when there's clouds. Um, you can. There's tons of options. If there's no wind, you can get reflections in the pool. Yeah. You can shoot up at the top of the cliff. There's heaps of options around yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. I always shoot cool there. Spot. I love it there. Yeah. It's so sick. Yeah. But yeah, that's me. Anyway, we can. Cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, that cool. Was cool. Uh, sorry. That. All right. We'll just rewind now. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it all out. <laughs> well, do, uh, do you want to go into the snow trip now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what? Five weeks ago now, because that's when my Not back, really five yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, that's yeah. when my back got fucked. Wow. From sitting in the car tensing from fear. <laughs> I reckon that's what it was too, hey. What was it? Tensing from he fear. He was, yeah. yeah we I mean, are. we were both wigging out, uh, but I think you were, yeah. you were really like, on edge. Were you we trying are. to keep your body rigid sliding off yeah, the side of the Yeah, it was really well, fucking yeah, so on we edge. <laughs> when you're stressed in an unfamiliar situation. Yeah. So I've been in the same up. job for 20 years, and it's very hard and very physical. I was in the same job for 20 years, and yes. I had a lot of wear and tear in my back and whatever else. So this is just a precursor to the story. So five weeks ago on a Friday night, Simo picked me up and we drove down to Gundagai. Yeah. I stayed there. Then we got up early on the Saturday morning and fanged it up to Laurel Hill. 
Yeah. And uh, it was dumping so hard on yeah. the way there, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, got to Laurel Hill. It was really good. It was a dream. Mm. It was just stunning. Absolutely beautiful. Mm. Have you been there in the snow? No, I haven't. <coughs> Absolutely amazing, yeah. and all the trees had the wind blown. Yeah, yeah, snow up the sides. Just beautiful. And, yeah, it was so, stunning. so the sugar pine walk, all yeah. the trees and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. The, just the base, like just enough snow to to cover everything. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But you know what was what was funny? I just I'll just cut you off for a second. There, there was quite a few tourists there, and one girl like there was a very very thin base of snow, and one girl decided to do a snow angel, oh <laughs> and God. she just got, just, just mud, mud and shit oh. all over. It was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Too many American movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. it wasn't like that. Like she she spread her arms out and there's just shit. Came out <laughs> mud devil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, I'll yeah, let you go. We had a great morning there. And then uh, we thought, yeah, we'll go get some breakfast. So we went down to this little little quaint town called Batlow. You might have heard of that. It's yeah. where the Batlow apples come from. Good yeah. apples. And uh, we went to this little cafe sort of thing. I don't know what you'd call it. And uh, no hurting, freezing cold. And we got bacon egg roll and a coffee. And uh, she said it's 20 bucks. And I was about to think, I, I thought it was a stitch up, you know, <laughs> thinking, you know, we're from the city. She's just having a laugh with yeah. us. All right, yeah, right, yeah. So I gave me card to tap it, and it was twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, for a bacon and egg roll and a coffee. Yeah. that's it. Yeah, and nothing else, and no heating. And you done a disc in your back. Yeah, I hadn't done that yet. <laughs> Welcome to the country. Yeah. So then we left there, and we. W- so our plan was to go across the Brindabellas to Canberra, and then from Canberra to Goulburn to Oberon. Yep. So I thought, you beauty, there's lots of snow. We're driving along the road. We're starting to hit the snow line. You know, there's a bit of snow. It's pretty cool, not a problem. And then we get further and further in, and there's more snow than I've. And I've been to the snow a lot. Yeah, I've never seen so much snow and so deep in my entire life. Yeah, it was crazy. And Simon's got a four-wheel an all-wheel drive, which is slightly raised. Yeah. And at one stage, I'm sure we were snow plowing. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just definitely. clearing the roads for the residents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> the the only track you had was the track that the cars were using. So there wasn't too, like... Yeah. You, well, you didn't see the road. You just followed the track and yeah. hoped that was on the road for a lot of the time, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, that's it. Mm. And if another car was coming in the other direction, thankfully it didn't, but... Mm. Where would you go? But... but but before it got hectic, it was stunning yeah. up there. I've never yeah. seen anything like. Have you been? Do you know that area up there? I've I've only done one trip in the snow yeah, in okay. Australia, and I did a um I did a weekend. We went up to Kosciuszko. Oh yeah, we went up yeah. to Ramshead. Oh, nice. oh nice! That's and a we, solid hike out there. Yeah, hey? and mm. we we camped up there overnight. Good on I you. I have never been so cold in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because I mean, it, it it only like when I say only, it gets to like minus four or minus five. But minus five in Australia is bitter. Like well, it's brutal. We were forecast. We it was solid snow. It was packed snow up there. Yeah. So we were in snowshoes walking yeah. around, and <laughs> and then it was forecast. Yeah, minus four, minus five. And it was literally we shot sunset at Ramshead, and the second the sun dipped, it just you could just feel the yeah. temperature plummet. And I had a I had a sleeping bag which I had freshly bought, brand new, never used it. And on the side of the sleeping bag, it's you know rated to minus ten or something. Yeah, yeah. I did not sleep one wink because oh, really? I was just oh that would be shocking, freezing. So, so you, yeah, you, your whole body was tense, trying to just keep yourself warm. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. I had every stitch of clothing I had in my bag on. Wow. 
And, you know, <laughs> toe warmers, finger wow. warmers, and yeah. And did you drive back to Sydney the next day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's it's beautiful up there. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, yeah, it is it is that sort of. Yeah. I've had mates come over from uh, Canada that I used to hang out with. I used to go snowboarding up there. And the, we used to go to this town called Banff. And you get days where it's minus 20, minus 40 even. Like, it gets extremely oh, cold. Insane. And she came over here and she's like, Sydney is fucking freezing. Yeah. I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah. Like, it, it, 10 degrees here or 15 degrees here on a windy day is but I think it's yeah. savage. But differently, though. Well, you that's do. it. But it's the wet the wind. Difference. It's also yeah. the wet wind, I think. There's just that, like... Wet wind just rips straight through you. Yeah. And up there at Kosciuszko, yeah. it feels and that that is very good, very unpleasant. That is a very good point, though. In that, having done Iceland this year and Norway, and spending two and a half weeks wearing three layers of clothes every single day, yeah, yeah. every yeah. single day. And I made the mistake my day first day in Iceland. <clears throat> flew in, checked in the hotel at Reykjavik, and I was in my plain clothes. How do you pronounce that? Sorry, I've been Reykjavik. Reykjavik. All right. I thought and there was a J in there. You don't say the J. No. no. Okay. But I remember throwing my bags on the floor and I thought, right, eh? Got to beat the jet lag, so I'm just going to go for a walk around the city. And I was in jeans, T-shirt and jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and I made it about 20 metres down the street and I came running back to the house. Yeah, how cold was it? It was, And it was like, I think it was about minus two. Right, okay. But it's, it is, it's that Arctic yeah. Circle cold yeah, that you yeah. just need to dress for. Yeah. So yeah. it's thermals. Jeans, pants, snow pants. It's like know. four layers upwards. It's yeah. 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 And after I'll tell you what, after two and a half weeks of doing that every single I was buggered. Yeah. Because it is just this whole thing of getting dressed yeah. every single morning. Yeah. So We're so lucky to live here, hey. I, I hate doing all that stuff. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I had sixty dollar thermal socks on the first day. Sixty dollar socks? Yeah, go to, have you ever bought a pair of socks from um, Catman, dude. Oh not god! Late. Yeah, they no. see you coming. But listen, they keep my feet. Well, yeah, they my, work. Do they? Well, well yeah. you saw where we were. Yeah, well, my yeah, feet were yeah. Toasty warm all day. Yeah, right. Then I had long john thermals under my jeans. Yeah, yeah. A couple t-shirts, a jumper, and a jacket. I was toasty. Yeah, yeah time. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we got to the Brenda Bellas. Do you want me to explain that? Well, okay, yeah, so there's there's two sections in the – when you go from where we were, I can't remember exactly where we entered into the Brindabella Ranges, but you go up uh, up a fairly from steep Tumut. climb from – yeah, near Tumut. You go up a fairly steep climb to uh, a plateau that gradually increases in altitude. So once we're, once we're through the fairly steep climb, the snow – very, very gradually got heavier and heavier. And for quite a while, we were just in awe. We were just like, this is just so epic. Yeah. Um, and it, the, after a while, it got to the point where we were like, okay, we've had enough now. Let, we're keen to get out of this. <laughs> and we were running low on fuel because we thought... Well, we it's, didn't realise that until... Well, we thought, you know, yeah, we thought it's 200 k's to uh, Canberra uh, or 180 k's to Canberra. The car's showing... 240 k's till it runs out of fuel, so we'll be we'll, well be hold on, hold on. This, I wasn't aware of this. You never told me. <laughs> I because I, I didn't think it'd be an you issue. You never told me. I'll tell you when you told me when we get to that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, listeners, I wasn't aware that we had this fuel problem for so long. Yeah, you know yeah. your car. Right? Well, I didn't like, think it was. I a, can make this. Like, you, uh, yeah, this I didn't think it was a problem. Well, but anyway, yeah. so when by the time at the first plateau, we were like, right, we've had enough now, and it started to head down. We're like, oh, good, we're through it. But and some so of we, the snow we were driving through, it was it's pretty solid, on. and but the, the road was fairly flat. Um, so yeah, it was okay for the most part. And then we went down into a valley, and we were like, sweet, we're through it. 
And then we got into the valley and there was nothing in the valley. And then we realized, oh, shit, we've got to go back up before we can get <laughs> out again. the other side of it. Yeah. To get so, the camera, yeah. So and we thought, oh, it can't be any worse than what we went through. So we went back up the top. And that, that, what could that, possibly go wrong? Yeah, that, that, that other side was higher than where we ever were before. And very, very quickly it was – and it was rough up there. Like, it was a very narrow road. You couldn't see the road, but it would have been dirt underneath for sure. Yeah, it, it was. It was very rough road. And it was sort of sort of those, like, you were driving along a cliff edge and, and the corners were cambered, so they'd, they'd veer off down the side of the cliff Straight edge. With yeah. no guardrail. Yeah. yeah. No guardrail. Yeah. yeah. And we so, went... So this road, what was it used for, like, you know... Uh, it's like an access road through to camp. Say, like In good conditions. Yeah. yeah, it's a for- yeah. It was. I think it was called some forest road. Forest road. In good <laughs> conditions, it would be fine to go to Canberra. Okay. But we went around this corner up the top, and it sort of... It, it was a left corner, and it sort of leaned into the hill, if that makes sense. So we followed it around the corner, and the car just went... And just slid down yeah. into oh, the gutter. Oh, the snow was so packed, it was like... Yeah. Yeah, there was and no control, it just slid. Yeah, yeah. nothing you could do. Yeah, and Matt was like, well, that's it. We've got to call emergency services. Yeah, and there was no reception the there. <laughs> yeah, there was no emergency services and we hadn't seen anyone for quite a while. But because it was a corner, we were able to move the car forwards a little bit, move it backwards a little uh, bit, forwards, yeah. backwards, and get enough momentum to get out of the ditch onto yeah. the road, which we did. So we got past the corner, if that makes sense. And then we got onto the flat section and we were both a little bit rattled after that. Yeah. We got into the flat section, we got out of the car and we were like, let's just walk up to the next corner and see what that's be, like. So we drove on a bit further, like maybe 50 metres. Yeah, not too far. And it was, yeah. But it was uphill and the snow was incredibly packed. Yeah. yeah. It was what, only one car could fit and it was a sheer drop. It was a death drop. Yeah. Simon seems to think if we went over, we probably would have survived. <laughs> it was quite a long way. But the next corner was a right, and it cambered off down the face of the hill. Right. And we were like, we're not doing that yeah, corner. No. And I was like, well, fuck, we've only got 60Ks of fuel left in the tank. <laughs> and it was 50 to tune it or 55 or something. And we were like, what are we going to do? So we had to, yeah, we had to reverse um, around that previous corner that we got stuck in. Fortunately, we made it out of there and reversed probably a good two or three k's yeah. until <laughs> we could get to a section. Yeah, yeah until it. until we could get to a section where we could turn oh, around. Oh, and no, head but back. then we we went and saw that family <laughs> with our towels between yeah. legs and we sort of went up to them and said. Help. Yeah, they were no help though. They're like, uh, they were uh, like, you'll be right. Yeah, she'll be right. Run out of fuel, we'll be past, We'll be there in a couple of hours. Yeah, we'll going that way. Oh, yeah. that's reassuring. Yeah, that yeah, were a lot of help. But the problem is, it's a diesel as well. And if you run out of fuel in a diesel, you actually fuck the car. All like, oh, right, because yeah, the de- the pumps on the diesel pumps they require diesel to lubricate the pump. Right. So if it runs out of fuel, the pump seizes. So you do a lot of damage to the car if you run out of fuel. So, so it's, it's not at this point in the trip that Simon says, "Fuck." <laughs> it's 60 k's to Tumut. We've got about 55 k's of fuel in the tank or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So I didn't know we had this problem 200 k's ago. You are in blissful ignorance. Yeah. yeah. And then we're driving, <laughs> we're going down the hill and Tom's going, right, that's cool, we can just idle down here. And then we're going up the hill and going, oh, fuck, we're going through the fuel and... We'd limped into Tumut. Yeah, we just it. made it. Yeah. it was, I'm sure we had quite a bit left because they, they have like a reserve. They overcompensate on the yeah. gauges. But it was saying like 5Ks and when we got to the, the servo. But we had to go through <laughs> what we went through on the Brenda Bella range again. Yeah, yeah, we did so to get going, to Oberon. We're going towards Canberra. Going, Far out, this is heavy. Can't wait to get out of it. And then we went, oh no, we've got to go through it again. Oh my God. Yeah. And on the way... Out, we were like on the way towards Canberra, stopping and taking photos. And how good's this? 
Nah, we just hammered it. On a mission. Yeah. I on a mission. Shit, how good all this looks. Let's yeah. just get there. Yeah. yeah. But when we got to Tuma, the guy at the servo goes, so "How's your day been?" I was like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> listen, wrong question." Yeah, and I told him where we were. He goes, "What were you doing up there?" Well, we're going for a drive. He goes, "You should not be up there. Like that's the most hectic conditions up there One in like 20, twenty years up there." We're like, oh. "The road was open." You know, you know when you drove away, he was talking to his mate, going, "Yeah, they would have. Look at these muppets. Yeah, but you know, you probably." Listening to the story and going, oh my god, what an adventure! Well, that's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the start, isn't it? Well, that was the most hectic part. That was where it was pretty. I thought it was pretty hectic driving to Oberon. Yeah, I wasn't that stressed there. I mean, that, those yeah, it was snowing, but there were sealed roads and there were other cars. Yeah, so we drove around. from then we filled up. Drove that's from like Tumor. going bowling with the bumpers up. You're pretty, you're pretty happy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it would be like that. Yes, it but would be like that. Interesting so analogy. Drove, yeah, we you're very good. Goulburn from Tumor and then from Goulburn to Oberon, and I don't know if you've ever done it, but halfway along from Goulburn to Oberon, you go across this river, then you go straight up this hill. You get to the top of the hill, and you're probably at twelve, thirteen hundred meters. And then that's when the snow started. Yeah. That's when the 100 kilometer winds, well, it felt like 100 kilometer hour winds. <laughs> All these snow drifts coming along the road. It was heavy. Yeah. There was mm. a f- proper four wheel drive in a gully. Yeah. That we <laughs> stupidly thought we stopped and said, Do you need any help? And he's probably looked at us and said, What help can you we, Yeah. Well, we were like, well, Yeah. Well, we sort of said, Well, sorry, we can't help you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we kept <sorry>. going. <laughs> that was a bit of a dick move. But what could yeah, we? Yeah. There was nothing we could do. Yeah. I, oh, like, I stop and make sure they're okay, though. Yeah. They, they were fine. He go, he he said he made the mistake of pulling over to have a look at, bit of a look at the view. And he was stuck there after that. Stuck oh, in the gully. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but we made it to Goulburn and oh, Oberon. So much snow. Yeah. So much snow. Yeah. And then the next morning, it was like snowflakes this big. Yeah. Like yeah. half the size of your hand. Yeah. They were massive. Yeah. And then we got stuck in, Gold, in Oberon because <laughs> all the roads were closed. Yeah. And we thought, we went and booked the hotel to stay another night because we thought there's no way we're getting out. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there was literally that much <laughs> yeah. snow. That was crazy, hey. I've never, I've just never seen that sort of, that sort of, those sort of conditions in Australia before. Like you go up into the top of Parish and you can see it dumping down, but to see yeah, it yeah. everywhere, never, ever, yeah. ever seen it. Like uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool, but good to get out of it. Yeah. So I think uh, two days of solid uh, mid body flexing yeah. uh, and tension with yeah. no little lumbar support just set off something was going to happen anyway. Yeah. So yeah. on the Sunday, I couldn't move. Yeah, that that's what it would have brutal. been. I, I reckon once I told you about the fuel situation, <laughs> yeah, all the muscles in your back just went... It's, it's, it's your fault. And just something just went yeah. out of your yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> so you weren't so you, trying to like dig your way out or... I did. In the ditch, oh, I was yeah, like yeah, digging yeah, snow yeah, out from under the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I had SOS ready to go. <laughs> 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 I did. I had it, I had it was on the phone. Yeah. I'm yeah. the signal flare. Yeah. Reefed up on the back guard to get a bit of traction and accelerate. Nah, it was super slippery. It was like... It was like this really wet snow, and as soon as you compress it, it just went to Turns like to ice. ice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was sounds like fun. I'm glad yeah. I was in Hawaii. It was like yeah, we got out of Oberon. Poor you. Yeah, oh. I was actually. I remember that when we were standing up the top of this ride. I was like, Dan's in fucking Hawaii right now. <laughs> this is so shit. <laughs> well, I was thinking to myself, was no, Simo. We probably won't survive if we go off. Yeah, it looks like we'll die. No, it, yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't have been good. Saying, yeah, you'd probably live. It wouldn't Not have been good. Yeah. They yeah. got to that. That's pretty hectic. It was pretty hectic, yeah. yeah. But I think that's what – it wouldn't have helped you back. It would. Yeah, so I had to quit my job would've, after that because I'd be back. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm a full-time unemployed yeah. photographer. <laughs> oh, living the dream. You, yeah, and six, yeah. you and six million others. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, could so could we talk about some of your stuff now? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What so you want to talk a bit about weather forecasting? Um, I I asked you before about it. You. Because one thing I, I wanted to know a bit more about was this: what's happening in Antarctica? But you're not you're not totally across that. The only thing I said, yeah. The, the only thing I know about that is that it's it's um, so it's super warming over Antarctica in the upper atmosphere, the, right? Yeah, upper, upper atmosphere, and yep. it's it doesn't happen that often. The last time, the, the only time it's been recorded previously was in 2002, and that's kind oh, of wow. their, that's their kind of their base data set. Should. Can I really interrupt? Yeah. Have we properly introduced Glenn in terms of uh, like photographer and passionate? Maybe about not. And all that Maybe sort of not. Stuff? We should. We should probably do that. Should yeah. I? Okay. Do you yeah. want me to? Yeah. Do yeah. 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 So so tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, tell us a little bit about, um, bit about yourself first. Yeah, because we don't know each other. No. So up until. 20 minutes ago. Yeah, that's right. You've only commented on how epic my photos are. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Glenn Crouch. So I'm, yeah, I'm an addicted seascape photographer. Awesome. Um, I have been shooting for about 11 years. Um, it went through the journey that a lot of people take, which is, you know, go out and buy yourself a little crop, sensor camera and two kit lenses and think you're the shit. Yeah. Um, and built from there. So, you know, went on to full frame and, you know, started investing in some proper glass and that sort of thing. Um, and, yeah, I've been living in Sydney for, wow, probably almost 20 years. Oh, where'd you live before then? Um, so up until um, up until that point, I did 20 years in the, uh, in the military. Oh. Uh, so I have moved around a fair bit. Um. Navy, Army, Air Navy. Okay. Yeah, I was too good looking to go into the Army. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, apologies to all the uh, Army veterans out there, uh-huh. but uh, they should be used to it. Um, yeah, so, and my passion's always been obviously the ocean. Um, and so when I uh, discharged from the Navy and uh, settled in Sydney, and just that was the first thing I started shooting. It was yeah, the very, absolutely. very first subject I ever shot was, I, went, I think it was Narrabeen I actually went to. Nice. I shot Sunrise. Nice. And, uh, Started at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Totally clear sky. It was crap. But, you know, yeah. as you, you were saying like, before, yes. yeah. you know, that's you, when you first start, you just shoot regardless. Yeah. yeah. You're a better photographer. It, yeah. I think it does because it sort of forces you to think about things and not you know. shoot directly at the sun. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. but um, were you involved in anything weather related when you were in the Navy? No. No. Okay. No. But I've certainly experienced. All that nature. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a whole other podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, like most people, what got me into studying weather and, you know, getting into it more along those lines is you reach that point where you want to stop wasting time. Yeah, yeah, okay. So once you're – I think I've reached that point where you get to that point where you're comfortable with what <coughs> your gear – and, and your knowledge and that sort of thing yeah, you're talking you, about. Yeah, you, you okay. got your head around sort of, you know, the exposure triangle and, and, and the basics. Yeah. And I sort of – I was living out in Castle Hill at the time. Yeah. And so trips to shoot sunrise in the south coast was, you know, getting up at stupid o'clock. Yeah, especially in summer. Anywhere hey? out there yeah. Mission, yeah. Unless you went out and shot at Windsor or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So I was driving up and down the coast mm. and I got completely jack of – 
driving for two hours and then seeing not a cloud in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I started thinking, well, there's got to be a better way of doing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when I started looking at, you know, weather sites and started searching for, well, how do you find out where the clouds are? Yeah. And like, what? how do you get these optimum shooting? You know, you look at... Can't rely on Tim Bailey. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Don't say that to my wife, though, because she loves Tim Bailey. <laughs> Tim's all right. He's a good boy. <laughs> hey, yeah. But Actually, no, yeah. I was going to say... I won't say that. And so, <laughs> so um, before we get back into the weather, um, what gear, what do you shoot with? Uh, so, currently shooting with a Nikon D850, and my two main... Matt Finn just went, oh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, Matt Finn loves... He's... Yeah. he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, both myself and Matt have Nikon, but anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my two prime lenses are the sixteen to thirty-five and the fourteen to twenty-four. So nice. Um, yeah, it's a nice piece 16 of class. thirty-five and fourteen to twenty-four. Yeah, yeah. I'm addicted to shooting wide. Mm. I love right. shooting wide. So fourteen and you, there's you, a big difference. Yeah, two millimeters. Two millimeters makes a very makes a lot big of difference. difference. Yeah. yeah, so that would be yeah. permanently locked on fourteen. Then I'm pretty guessing. much. Mm. Yeah. Okay, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So weighs an absolute ton. Mm. Weighs one point <coughs> two kilos, I think, just the lens. Good. So, and you're a member of Focus. I am involved with Focus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've been with Focus. I'm probably one of. I wouldn't say one of the original members, but I was. I was a member of it when it was just a Flickr group. And that was Focus was born at Turry. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And, and how did that come? Just an idea with a couple of mates one morning. It was. Like it was just a bunch of people that just started shooting regularly together. Yeah. And then uh, a guy by the name of John Armitage I know took John, it ahead. Yeah. yeah. So John's really the, the founding member of Focus. Oh, right, okay. So it's it's his baby. Lovely bloke too. Yeah. Yeah. So he just started forming getting people together and it started on Flickr and then it moved across to Facebook and uh, and grew from there. Yeah, so right. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've been awesome. how long ago was that? Well probably ten years ago I think. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, sorry to uh, I met an I think he's Irish. Irish bloke, Sony shooter. Shoots with focus a fair bit or <coughs> I can't remember his name. I met him at um, down at Hickson Road Reserve one morning. Okay. Really awesome bloke. Uh, yes, I know who you're talking about. I'm just trying to remember his name. Yeah. I'm terrible with names. So, yeah. You guys have got heaps of members though, hey? Yeah. Um, yeah we've, there's a, like any group, I mean, there's a sort of core constituency of regular shooters. Yeah. Um, that form the regular shoots. Yeah, okay. And then there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of hangers on and, People turning up randomly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it Ned? Uh, he seems to be always leading groups in the morning. Um, uh, Ned Ned Dorth. Or something? Uh, something starting. Uh, uh, Ned, you know I know I mean. surname starting with D. D U A R T H or something. Yeah, he's Darth. Yeah, I guess that's, that's yeah. it. You know him? Yeah, I think yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's yeah. I've sort of been fairly involved with Focus for a few years now, and yeah, it's been good. And you're sort of the the the, the weather guy with them, right? Like you do a lot of the yeah. This is one of these things that's kind of happened, I guess, organically. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, where I just started, yeah, um, yeah. I would 
post and just sort of put out a, a sunrise or a sunset alert. Yeah, okay. Um, right, yeah. And then you started doing them two years ago, officially. For yeah, a yeah. So we, Focus has developed a, a messenger system through Facebook Messenger. So they put out an alert for shoots and things like that. And we just decided to do it for weather events as well. So, All right. So I want to come back to that. Mm-hmm. So we know who you are, what you shoot with, and how you got into wanting to know about the weather. So tell us a bit more about learning about the weather and how to read it and what you use to, to get your predictions. Okay. So start with, I guess, starting with, you know, I guess when you first start shooting sunrise and sunset and you see those, you know, you guys call them burners, I call them colour bombs. Um, but, yeah, you see those spectacular images and you think, you know, bloody hell, how good's that? Mm. Um, so that fake. Me- <laughs> yeah, fake, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sky drop. Sky yeah. drop, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> got to shoot it to get the sky drop. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Um so that's what motivated me. I thought, well, how do you tell, you know, what are the optimum conditions for, for skies like that? So that's what started me into the process of looking into. Yeah, okay. Um, and, you know, it's it's nothing special. It's really just a Google search and, and there are numerous articles about, you know, what generates colour in the colour spectrum in the skies. So, really, are they? Um, and that's when I learned about, well, okay, it needs to be high cloud and there needs to be a clear horizon. And if you want that, completely full sky of colour, it doesn't it can't be anything else there. So no low cloud, no mid level cloud, just mm. pure high cloud. Mm. Um and over a couple of years when I started looking into it and, and uh, finding various sites which we'll go into, um you realise how unbelievably rare those conditions are. Mm. Um and I think it's it's easy to forget in social media where you see these images every single day because yeah. someone's always posting colour bonds. sitting down there going, nah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> every second day down on the yeah. coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but certainly for Sydney. Yeah, um, it, It's just, it is so rare. Mm-hmm. And so, which led me into, and that's why I started putting out alerts because I just wanted everyone to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. If it's going to happen, then get out there and shoot it because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know when the next one's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so, so what, sorry, you go. So, what do you look at? Like, um, what what um, websites do you go to? Okay. What apps do you use? And I use I use three websites. Um, now, I'm not a real I'm not a phone app person. I'm an, I'm a desktop user. So, when I'm looking at weather conditions, I'm looking at everything on my web browser. I'm not looking <laughs> on the phone. So, some of these sites don't have equivalent phone apps. So, you don't use your phone at all. No. Che- okay. Nope. Um, so my primary website I use is Cloud Free Night. Yeah. Any of you guys heard of that? Yeah, they do an app too, don't they? It's not an app. You can access. I do you can access it on, it on your phone. phone but yeah. 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 They haven't done a dedicated app yet. No. I think they're looking at it. Yeah, okay. I've certainly asked them to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. They just updated it recently. Hey? Yeah, it's they have more user friendly. So what yeah. do you? What's what's explain to us what this one is and how you use it? Okay, so Cloud Free Nights, it's actually for astronomers. So obviously it's designed for how clear the sky is going to be. Yeah. So that's how they originated. Because it's just a map with different colours, isn't it? Because I Correct. think I looked at that this morning Yep. before I decided to go out and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll just go. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, I can't work it out. Um, so Cloud Free Nights has been around for a while. 
Um, and the reason I it's my primary site is for one very simple reason, is that most weather sites that you use, most weather apps that you use, use the GFS model, which is based on the American Meteorological Service. So it's free, which is why everyone uses it. So even if you're a commercial enterprise, so weather zone, they use the GFS model. Weather zone you've got to pay for though, hey? You can do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, but at the end of the day, it's been run by people who live in the States. So they're running a yeah. global weather service. Now, Cloud Free Night also uses the access model, which is run by our Bureau of Meteorology. And that's much more accurate. But it allows you, the website allows you to compare between the two. So you can select the access model, you can select the GFS model. Right. Or you can look at the combined picture. And that's so just an average between the two? Yep. Okay. But the access model is only predicted out 36 hours. So it's not a long-term forecast model. Mm. It's And that's why it's more accurate because anybody that tells you that any weather forecast beyond 48 hours is worth looking at is lying. But really, you only need to know 12 hours. Correct. Yeah. Yes. But you're talking just clouds though, right? Like if you want to get an idea of a weather system in general, you can you can get a pretty solid idea beyond 48 hours, right? Or is that... None, I'm, I don't know much about weather. I, like not I, really. I follow a lot of... Not really. really. No. That's interesting, yeah. So okay. the, the whole... When you, so the, when you watch the news at night... Yeah. And so you watch the news on Monday night, um, you know, and they'll give you the, the seven-day forecast. Well, yep. anything beyond Tuesday is bullshit. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah, right. It's okay. a guesstimate. It, totally. <laughs> yeah. And totally. half the time you'd be driving your car, listening to the weather report, clear skies outside, and it looks like, you know, it's about yeah. to piss down. Mm. Yeah. Like, are they looking outside? Yeah. When I used to live up in Townsville, they'd often say, oh, look, tomorrow we'll be looking at 50-50 chance of little or no rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not hedging their bets. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's, that's – if you listen to any meteorologist that's been interviewed, they will say that. Yeah. They will say to you, anything beyond 48 hours, it, it's based on computer modelling. Mm. But at the end of the day, they're throwing darts at a board. Yeah. But the reason they do seven-day forecasts okay. is because the media wants it. Mm. And people want that sense that, Oh right, I will. We're going out on Friday. What's the weather doing? Mm. Yeah, so that's where it comes from. But, but that that last like that snowstorm that that Matt and I shot, you could about a week out. Yeah, you knew there was something yeah, coming. There was something coming. So yeah. I guess just the closer it gets, the more that's exact right. it yeah. becomes. Could have right? completely fizzed too and done. But could have. Yeah. yeah. Why aren't they looking at a massive cold front and all the cloud and stuff? Because I I remember seeing clouds on Facebook and they're going here it comes and I'm looking. It just looks like speckled clouds to me. Yeah, like, yeah, to me, it was yeah. nothing. I'm like, well, I hope it's going to be good, but and it was, but it was a ga- it's a gamble. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah. when they're a week out, they can say like, "There's something coming." You know. Well, when when yeah. they were putting those photos up, it was like, you know, a quarter of the planet was covered in this particular type of cloud moving towards <laughs> southern New South Wales yeah, and, right. and northern Victoria. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty spot on. But I think yeah. with with clouds in particular, that would be so difficult to forecast. Oh, absolutely. Like for a specific, like over the northern beaches, how much Especially cloud coverage is going to be? Like yeah. to yeah. get that beyond a couple of days. And this is this is one of the other reasons why a cloud free night is so good, is because that uh, it covers the entire country, but for Sydney specifically, it zooms in to the Sydney basin. Right. So as opposed to a New South Wales map. 
we kind of have to eyeball it and sort of see, you know, yeah, where yeah. the cloud's going to land. There is a Sydney link you can click on which zooms into the Sydney Basin and you can see Excellent. what the cloud's doing, yeah. which is why this morning when I looked at Cloud Free Night last night, exactly you, could, you could actually see that it wasn't going to arrive over the harbour in time for sunrise, whereas further south, which is why I commented and yeah. said, yeah, maybe down National south Park, is gonna be further better. south yeah. is going to be a more happening thing. Um, that's because their access model is more accurate. Yeah, so okay. you've got – look, at the end of the day – you're talking weather. Mm. Nothing is going to be. It's 100%. still worth heading out to shoot with. Those but it kind just of gives you better yeah, odds yeah, to 100%. maybe getting something as opposed to nothing at all. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm one of those fortunate people that wake up every single night between two or three o'clock to have to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and so if I'm going <laughs> to, if I'm going yeah. for a shoot that day, at, like this morning, I have just recently discovered windy. Yep. So I got on that, and uh, the cloud was the high cloud was still south of Wollongong. And it went inland. Yep. And then I was looking the way the wind was blowing, and it certainly wasn't going to come up the coast. Yeah. It was going to do exactly what it did. Yep. And I knew that from looking at that. Yep. But just don't trust myself because I'm not into the weather like that. And so I went anyway. Yep. And that was 100% accurate. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because I've. I don't think I don't know if I pay or not, but you can get all these different things where you get yeah. all the different layers of cloud and stuff. Yeah. And do, do, yeah. do you rate Wind. that website, Windy? I've used Windy in the past. Um, I haven't used it to the extent that I've used everything else. So yeah, okay. It's kind of one of those things I look at every now and then. I think it's but supposed to be more like a layman's forecasting tool. Well, is that right? Like it's very. It looks like it's very um, straightforward to use. Yeah. But I don't know if it has the same level of detail the likes of what you're using but, has. But Glenn is predicting, whereas I'm going for me two or three o'clock <laughs> thing, having a look, should I go, <laughs> should I go outside in two hours or not? You yeah. Know, like, so I'm yeah. not using that as a, 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 a yeah. prediction, whereas you're... Yeah. M- mind you, you know, but uh, when, when you say I'm predicting, I mean, generally when I put out an alert, it's only 12 hours yeah. you know, mm. before the event. Well, I'm, you know, two hours before Yeah, the event, yeah, so. exactly. So, but so okay. So you use Cloudfree Night. So Cloudfree Night. Um, I also use. I do use WeatherZone, and I have a That's paid. Good. I have a paid subscription with yeah. WeatherZone. Oh yeah, Glenno okay. got me onto that. Do you know Glenno? Yep. Yeah, he got me onto that. Yeah, Glenno on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I've got a paid. Mm. The only reason I've got a paid subscription with WeatherZone is for the lightning tracker. Yeah. Oh, that thing's so it. good. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like seven bucks a month or yeah, something. Yeah. It's it's cheap as chips and. It's so it's farm online lightning trackers not <laughs> the best thing. <laughs> That's what I end up. Actually, it's done me done me well. As long as it works, yeah, it yeah. Look, yeah. But their um their lightning tracking data on their radar picture is really good. Really, so I looked yeah. at when you were seeing the bolts out there. Yeah, and you yep. couldn't see anything. It's weird. Yeah, that's all I had to say. Yeah. I, I used this app. I can't remember where I found it, but I saw it was either an app or a website that I came across. And I was watching it at home when there was a storm, and it would show when a bolt hits the ground, and it'd show you on a map where it hits, and this circle would emanate out from the bolt, and that circle was actually the. I sound. know the website you're talking about. Yeah, it was amazing yeah. because as soon as the yeah. circle hit where my house was, his boom, and I yep. was like, "That is awesome!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really cool. I can't remember yeah. what website it was. No, was like, wow, that's amazing. If it's the same one I'm thinking of, I think it was actually a German, a German website. Yeah, okay. Well, German technology they were using for it anyway. Yeah, but, okay. So. But I've just found, yeah, WeatherZone's just handy for that. I use WeatherZone's for the lightning tracker, but I also use it for their cloud forecast as well. Yeah, okay. So their 48-hour forecast 
is also a good guide. And that's using Access? Um, they use GFS. Okay. Um, but it's also they also use the, uh, the Bureau's data as well. And that's Access? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you only get that if you get the paid subscription. Yeah. You've got to pay this to, to get Weather Zone... The full benefits. No, yeah. I was asking because there's two models that um, you were using going between. GFS is one that's based in the uh. States and Access is the name of the model that it's they oh, use here. Is that right? I yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought you were thinking I was talking about Access, the yeah, website. No, yeah, Access yeah. is the name of the model, the forecasting that's model, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. So WeatherZone use Bureau's data as well because WeatherZone have basically made themselves the commercial weather provider for, you know, so... Channel Ten and stuff like that. Ah, right. They use Weather Zone as their weather okay. model. Um, so their forty-eight hour forecast is also a good guide. So this is the other thing. The other point I make is that I never, <coughs> I never rely on just one site. Yeah. So I use Cloudfree Night in conjunction with Weather Zone. Yeah. Okay. So it's just trying to build that picture, and because quite often they'll be different. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. well, yr. No. And, and that's the third can be completely different. That's the third site I use. What um, what model that's does a that? Norwegian use? Side, hey. It's a Norwegian site. Yeah. And ironically, when I was in Norway, their forecasts were crap. Really? <laughs> and I was laughing the whole time, thinking, I use this site in Australia. Yeah. It's <laughs> normally pretty good, but here yeah. in their own country, it's yeah. really, really. I find bad. it more wow. accurate than Clear Outside or whatever that app really? is on the use on the phone. Yeah. Well, they were all off. They were all off this morning, weren't they? Well, this is the thing. Why I had Windy wasn't. Why I no, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> why I had eighty percent high cloud over Sydney this morning. Yeah. yeah, but it had high cloud from like four in the morning. Yeah. to well, like eleven or so. Yeah. Well, it, uh, if I yeah, like if I see high cloud at four a.m. and then five a.m. it's like three percent. Yeah, I'm like I'm not going to bother. But yes. Sydney's a pretty big place. Exactly. And there probably exactly. was that much high cloud over That's Sydney. That's right. Just which is why we wanted it. which is why you go back to cloud free night. Because yeah, Cloudfree okay. Night will give you the basin picture, yeah, and you can see the line between mm. the northern tap, beaches and the southern I beaches. Those arrows that give you the intermittent outlight. So I think yep. it was three hours. I was doing three hour intermittent. Yep, and you could see where it was going. Yeah, and that's the other good thing about it. And uh, the access model on Cloudfree Night goes down to an hour. Yes. So you can. Is that new? Because it wasn't like that before, it, was it? It used to be if you were a subscriber, you okay. would get the hourly forecast, yeah. but they did away with it, and now yeah. it's available for yeah. everybody. That's, that's the change yeah. I noticed. Oh, yeah. That's great. So, what do you get if you're subscribed? Well, they no longer have a subscription model. Oh, okay. So, when they first started running the site, they just sort of said, if you'd like to donate, you know, feel free. Yeah. So, every year I would, you know, throw them 50 bucks and say, keep, yeah. up, keep up the great work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they sort of had this login model at the time where you could log in and you'd get the hourly forecast. But when they revamped the website, they just decided they've covered all their costs. They don't need it. So they've yeah. just made it available to everybody. Awesome. So, That's yeah. great. Yeah. Awesome. So Cloud Free Night, WeatherZone, uh, um, as far as cloud prediction goes, yeah, they yeah. are my three main go-tos. So high cloud is obviously the goal, eighty to a hundred, like a, I guess a hundred percent. Yeah, really, if you want yeah. like that full on, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you can get a good sky with a very very patchy low cloud. Totally, but it's very yeah. hard. It's like, it'd probably yeah, be even harder to pick the it. Low patchy moody stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, really, because yeah. it just gives it. I got really good conditions like that overseas. Like when I was in Hawaii, the there was a couple of. Hurricane, hurricanes off the coast mm-hmm. that didn't make landfall and they were whipping around some 
low and middle and high cloud, yeah. but real patchy. And the majority of it left over was high with a few blotches yeah. of low. And yep. It lit up and then you have the contrast of the darker low clouds and yeah. some really cool Yeah, stuff. well, you get like the low clouds go first in the mid and the high. Yeah, yeah. it was like, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. Like, that's what, yeah, that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see it once, twice, every mm. couple of years, that sort of mm. sky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So mm, interesting. It is. And uh, yeah, look, um, uh, you know, especially the last couple of months in Sydney, any cloud's been good cloud. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, fully. Yeah, but it's just that, is there, is there any truth to there being like a time of year that's best? Because it seems to me like uh, autumn, it, autumn just gone was amazing. Yeah. Like you, you get multiple days where the morning was on fire and yep. then the evening was on fire yeah. as well, you yeah. know? Look, um, I think previously, probably in the last few decades, maybe that was true. Yeah. But I think with climate change, now, isn't it? Yeah. It's just it's a crapshoot. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know, I've thought about. I'm never going to do it, but I thought it would be an awesome idea if someone logged throughout over a couple of years every day that was a burner, mm. and you could look <laughs> at that log and see to get an idea yeah. of what time of year. Yeah. Would, yeah. But just from my my own instincts, it seems like autumn is is the pick. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. Like without without. Knowing that you'd think summer was a pit because you just got hot days and fiery sky, like you know, bushfire season, and yeah, well, and, and summer storm season in Sydney, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, think, oh, summer's the best time to shoot, but it's yeah. not always the case. No, well, we might have a storm season from, from what I've heard anyway, yeah. Well, with well, this going back to this superheated yeah. event over yeah, so Antarctica, uh, now we can finally make it back to that, yes, <laughs> yeah. we can. Yeah. Um, they are saying this that that's going to basically make it's going to extend the drought and. It's just going to make everything clear and dry until December. The, the, so they're talking hot westerly winds all through until I think December. It's just more, I think it's more along the lines of that it's going to be warm, dry air, mm, and it's just going to vaporise all the clouds. Well, that, that's, yeah. that's westerly, yeah, yeah. Right? which so means it's big fire danger too, hey? It's going to, well, be, a, it's going to be a fire It's going to be a shock and fire mm. season. Yeah. Yeah, so bad for Shit. us as well. Mm. So yeah, yeah definitely. So is that what happened in two thousand two? Do you know? Because you I, said before yeah, the last I, time this happened, what I read was basically that uh, they they've known these events have happened in the past, but two thousand and two was the first time they had the instrumentation and the satellite coverage to actually <coughs> monitor it and measure it. Right. So that's why they've picked it up this time. Yeah, it okay. was repeating the same pattern. So apparently, in the northern hemisphere, it's a really common thing. Oh, right. It right. happens all the time. Right. But in the southern hemisphere, it's quite rare. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. And so beyond um, doing your um, cloud predictions and stuff like that for your sunrise and stuff, do you are you like a bit of a storm chaser and that sort of stuff as well? Or? I would dearly love to be a storm yeah. chaser. Um, in fact, linking to the next subject, the uh, annual that I bought tonight has um, the first shelf clouds I've managed to capture, which was last year. Really? Um, yeah. You, yeah. you mean been last year's summer? Years, like, you're yeah. talking November, December last, last year? year? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, I've been chasing, I've been wanting to get a decent shelf cloud shot for probably six or seven years, yeah. and I just kept missing them. You've got to move coastal. Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> Tell my the, wife that. Oh, those man, things I, are so hard to catch, hey? They are. Because mm. once they start, you you got... 45 minutes, all right. Yeah, that's it. Where you got it, or if you're not in the right spot, forget it. We yeah. were at Bear Island last year when you were, I think, in the city shooting the lightning. Mm. Uh, and you and Brendo went out. Me and Brendo, and we had to hid, hide under a cave just when you go down because of the pouring rain. Yeah. Well, that was pointless because it 
the rain come down and trickled yep. into the cave. Anyhow, I stuck my head out and I looked and I thought, wow, look at that. And then about 10 minutes later, we're going, that's a shelf cloud. Like we we saw it from nothing. Yep. Just starting to form and going and just, just taking making the assumption that's a shelf cloud to it turning into a shelf cloud yep. to then falling down yep. and just like rumbling over the top of it. It was yeah. like uh, mm. that scene in um, Independence, Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. all that wind yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. And it was literally not like, it was like you were just watching it, like turning your head like, you know, a clown at the fair. So it was moving that quick. Yeah. We couldn't shoot it because it was pouring rain yeah. and whatnot, but it was yeah. it was intense. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I love watching the front of those things too, where you see the clouds just like like a wrap around itself. Yeah. They're just like Yeah. Yeah. Well last year I I've always wanted to get the the classic shelf cloud over the city, sort of drifting north. Yeah. And I've missed about three of them. And Last year, when it was storm season, I just went out and thought, oh, I'll just get some, see if I can get some lightning shots. Yeah. And I caught the one, and I was watching this thing on the radar. It was about 50 kilometres long. Mm. So you can see it on the radar. You it's can. defined yeah, shape it is, on it the radar. A, it is literally one long line yeah. on the radar. Yeah. But it wasn't drifting north, it was drifting southeast. That's pretty rare. It was bizarre. It was totally southeast. bizarre. So it, was com- so it was coming from the northwest. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so I watched When was that one? Do you remember? December last year. November, December, somewhere around there. It was before Christmas. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the storm. I don't know. Yeah, went but over I, the harbour? Yeah, it went across think, the harbour. You know yeah. Yeah, Hursty. Yeah, Hursty got it. Yeah, he got it. Oh, over the bridge. yes, I know the one you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Hursty got it over the bridge. He's on it, isn't he? Well, oh, he's. he's uh, does insane. he live at that spot? I think he lives up there or something, doesn't he? Oh, somewhere on the north shore, yeah, he's on I think. The north yeah. Beaches now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, but I it was it was ridiculous, and it's one of those things where you when you're looking for something for so long, and then all of a sudden when it happens, it just it just pours. So I I had that day catching this thing, and I got it. I got lightning strikes coming out of it, impacting on Cocteau Island. Oh. Excellent. Um, and it, look, I was just, I was squealing like a little girl. Nice. I was running around my tripod. Just nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> Have you got the photo here? Is it in, in? It's on the, it's on the front cover of the, uh, of the annual. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That thing's yeah. a beast too. How long do you reckon that is? Um. Well, by like the from here to here, that's that's got to be a good oh, twenty k's there k's. at least. That's hey. a few k's. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, those things are like I reckon uh, catching lightning and those sort of shelf clouds is like the holy grail. Like totally. they're, they're just the most difficult thing to catch. Absolutely. I've never seen lightning in a shelf cloud. Yeah, you well, really? No. Yeah, and then okay. so after that, a week later, I was in the same spot. So that's um, that's the bottom of Greenwich uh, Point in the harbour. I went down a week is that later. Near the coal loader? Up? No, no, further down, further yeah. further west of the coal loader. Okay. But I went down the same spot and uh, there was a bit of lightning about and I thought, yep, no worries, I'll get some lightning strikes. And I had a double shelf cloud form right in front of me. And I got, oh, lightning, shit. I got lightning bolts through that. <laughs> so I, I that, that. They're all on your Instagram, right? Uh, yeah, they are. Now, somewhere. Your Instagram, just just so everyone knows, AE. Oh, yeah. So this Sorry is my, to get you this off is my, topic. Yeah, no, no. This is my clever, clever marketing tip where I'm, I pick the hardest to pronounce name possible <laughs> that no one will remember. So it's iGear Photography. That's a name. I yeah. always pronounce it iGear Photography. Yeah, yeah. So iGear is the uh, is the Norse god of the ocean. So the that's North why I picked what? it. The so Norse god of the ocean. 
Right. Yeah. So right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So exactly. Okay. See, so it's really easy to remember. But, you know, you can just type in Glenn Crouch and you'll come up. Yeah, it'll come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just so, go that way. Yeah, yeah, make sure you give him a follow because well, some I of his storm Simon shots are epic. I know Glenn. I know the name. I, just, I can't pick his Insta. I don't. Yeah. I don't, and then as soon as I type, I'm like, oh yeah. No, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, I've spoken yeah, to him exactly. plenty of times. Yeah. That's, how get, that's how you get lots of followers. You just yeah. pick the hardest possible yeah. handle. You can yeah. Off. yeah. 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 Exactly. Go as long as possible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, I lived in Bondi for 15 years, and so these like shelf clouds were a very regular occurrence for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. You used to get them all the time back in the day. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's so I was, I was um, a member of the Bond. I was. Like heavily involved with the iceberg, so you'd be sitting up there all the time, and you see the, the beach clear. And there's so many photos of shelf clouds yeah. over the icebergs, and, and you'd walk yeah. out onto the balcony and look up, and there's a big shelf cloud. And I wasn't into photography back then, so mm. it's like, yeah, it's oh, always I, the way. I've missed so yeah. many. That's <laughs> so true, so true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, that that not only are they they're the toughest. Um, to to like the the conditions for them are so rare. Yeah, but to to actually capture lightning in them is also very very difficult yeah, as well. Absolutely. If you don't use a lightning tracker, like it's either luck or you're using yeah. like an ND filter and just click 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 yep. snap yep. snap snap. It's yeah, it's very tough to catch. So I've got a I've actually got a a lightning trigger. Yeah, okay. Um, which is the Pluto trigger? I don't know if you guys have ever used. Yeah, it. I've got one. I've never used it. Yeah, Matt it's Finn's got one, doesn't he? Yeah. I thought he had one. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a bit of a Swiss Army they, knife. They bought the strike is it? one or anything else. Yeah. So as soon as it sees the strike, it'll open the Yeah, shutter. so it's got a sensor on the front of it, and you can you can set the sensitivity okay. on, the, on the sensor. So if it's in dark conditions, you can sort of dial it down so it's just looking for that bright impact. But if you're shooting in bright conditions, you can So if you're in the, the city or something. Yeah. Yeah. But so. it, it would uh, – sheet lightning would trigger it, hey? Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so – but it, it does everything else. Like you can do star trials with it. You can do long exposures with it. You can do time lapses with it. Yeah, it's, okay. It's kind of yeah, I've got to grab one of them. Yeah. I just went and bought an Olympus. Yeah. <laughs> he brings that up every time. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, so you were keen to to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I could listen to you talk for hours, Glenn. Yeah. Honestly. So now with your – you do a book every year – I have been doing a yeah, so basically an annual every every year for the last five or six years. I've so produced one. Sorry, I just cut you off there, but Glenn brought in a couple of his books with him, and they are stunning. Like the not just the images, but as well as that, the way they're printed. Because I was going to say, one of you, your Iceland book there, mm. uh, he's he's got a um, he's brought a, a hardcover book on his trip to Iceland. And the image on the front is a, it's called Diamond Beach, Diamond, right? Diamond Beach, yeah. I don't know how you've printed those shots, but it looks like those two um, pieces of ice are just like out of the page. <laughs> like they look like it looks like it's three D. Yeah, like it it's it's real. amazing. It they're just like it's, it's like they're lifting out of the page. It's like that three D print almost. It looks mm. like you mm. know. So and can you purchase these books, Glenn? Um, are they personal? That's cool. What's that? They they're personal. Yeah. 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 Well, you could probably sell them, to be honest with you. You, you can do. So um, these are produced through Memento. Oh, yes. Um, yep. I don't know if you guys have heard of them at all. Yeah, yeah, I know um, them. But, yeah, they're based here in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And that's the reason I use them because yeah, okay. they're an Australian company and it's pretty rare these days any Australian company produces anything of this quality. Yeah, they all do it overseas. Well, most That's right. Yeah. 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 So um, I've been using Memento for close to 10 years, um, as I realised the other day. Um, 
But going on to photo books, um, which is why I sent you that link, that F-stop, F-stoppers article. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Um, because years ago, um, you know, when I was a kid, I had, I had film cameras. So yeah, I'm showing my age now, but so I vividly remember, you know, taking the 36 shots and then taking them down to the chemist to get them. Yeah, I do remember that actually. Yeah. I get so yeah. excited. Yeah. yeah, I only ever had the disposable yeah. camera. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. All I've had. yeah, yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So stoked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's the book, yeah. And then you photo album. You'd, yeah, I, I miss getting the photo album out. Well, that's all this is. And holding it and turning the page and just. That's all this is. Yeah. This mm. is just. I really a, miss that a lot. Mm. This is the photo album for the digital era. era. Yeah. I used to go to my nan's and she had piles of them. Yep. And I'd get yep. them out and just yeah. sit there for ages and just look through them. Yeah. But that is so much better than flicking through photos on Instagram. Like you're seeing every yeah. detail, you're seeing the yeah. images exactly Absolutely. how it's supposed to, Absolutely. It's supposed to be. Coffee and this. Table, right? like, well. I was going to talk about that um, last year I participated. So in Greenwich, there's quite a strong artistic community in Greenwich, mm, yeah, as, okay. as I discovered last year. And they have an arts trail. So every year in November, on a weekend, all the artists in the suburb open up their galleries and you can walk all the way down the peninsula and look at sculptors, painters. Oh, yeah? Cool idea. So last year I threw my hat in the ring and said, well, will you allow a scumbag photographer mm. to participate? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, absolutely. If you know, if you've got a space to hang your stuff, then go for it. So nice. I've got a tiny little carport in my driveway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I rigged up some hanging wires, and I got some prints done. And I participated last year, and that um, I put on a table, mm. um, so the the uh, photo book. And so when people are looking at my work, they could also flick through that. Yeah, nice. Was this so? Were you was this like an exhibition? Were you, were you selling them? Yeah, yeah, there yeah. yeah. So awesome. and I ended up selling two prints. Awesome. Out of the book. Yeah, yeah, nice. So it was kind of that conversation piece, yeah, and yeah. just a lot of people would flick through it and go, "Oh, you know, where's that?" Or you know, "Yeah, how did you take that?" Or yeah. You know. So, um, um, did you get people go? Oh, you must have a really flash camera. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the worst. Of oh, course, I did. <laughs> you should have said no. It's all on my phone. Yeah, yeah. No, I just say yeah. I do. Yeah. I taught it everything it knows. Yeah, yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, do you edit differently for print than you do for social media? Not really. No. Do you not brighten the image for print? Um, a little bit, but I find with the other reason I use Memento is that so they obviously have their own software that you create the book with. And it's drag and drop. It's literally you select your images, mm-hmm. you put them into each page, however you want to format it. They've got templates, all that sort of stuff. So you just pick a template and drop the image. Drop in. them in. Yeah, you can. It's fully customizable. You can do whatever you like with so it. So it's not like oh, you you want this book, you got to crop all your images to this no, size. No, okay. you can you can size it however you like. So yeah. obviously, as you can see, I prefer using the whole page mm. for the image. Um, but I found their color matching is really good. So I rarely change the brightness or the darkness yeah. and that's how it comes out in print mm. so, yeah yeah but when you print uh <laughs> like if you're printing on high quality paper you've one. got like you can go i don't know a hell of a lot about print but you could go a little bit darker right like you can still see the detail in the darks yeah, you can on a depending on, a quality depending print on the paper. versus a bad one yeah, yeah right, depending on okay. the paper Okay, and this is this is where printing becomes a really because a lot of yours science. Well, because a lot of yours are on the on the on the darker side, but yep. you still got the detail yep. in the darks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's just because I shoot Nikon, mate. 
Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Don't have that problem with Olympus. Yes, yes, we know, we know. Um, every time I've edited an image to print, I've and and taken it to my printer. Uh, they put it into Photoshop first and make sure it's all sweet. And yep. I always, it's always too dark. I have to brighten the. So I've been told to drop my screen brightness to half. Yep. Because I have my screen brightness almost on full. Yep. And then edit it, the image there, and that's how it's going to look to print. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you've, what you found? or No. Not? Well, I think no. you're saying it depends on the paper. Is that but right? But it, it depends. And this is the well, thing. So I'm printing on metallic. Yeah, and see that's it. And but any any good quality printer worth their salt will tell you that. So they won't just go out and print it. So yep, here you go, fill your boots. Give oh us yeah, money. no, they they and they make minor adjustments for me. Yeah, so they should. This and this. Yeah. So they should. So I don't I don't worry about it too much. I I prefer to you know I I print through a printer up in the central coast. Um, called Deluxe, and they are really good. They offer, and they actually offer a color matching service. So when you upload the image, you can actually select that. If you if you're not particularly confident, if you're thinking, "Oh, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out," you can actually select that, and they'll they'll actually look at it and make sure it's going to come out sweet. What's and the name of the guy, Deluxe? Ramin. I think I've got a print off them before. I think yeah. I won one. Yeah. Of Brett Wood did like a competition. I, uh, think, I yeah, think it was yeah. him. And yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that um, any printer should, you know, offer that service. They where, should check yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I go to Photo yeah. King and I, I, yep. I especially go to the this little Asian lady there. She's so, so good. Yeah. She just does these minor little tweaks. Yep. In Photoshop. Yeah. And she asked me first. She says, do you mind? Yep. And it's like makes the world of difference. So I, I had an inter- interesting experience last year where I actually got a, I don't know what you'd call it, a, probably a commission job, I suppose, um, f- through through my very lovely wife who um, works at Royal North Shore Hospital and she hands out my little card every now and then to people who might want to print. Um, and anyway, long story short, I... Um, I got a job where the uh, one of the wards there wanted a big image up on their wall in their staff room. They wanted something, oh yeah, calming, something something nice to look at while they're yeah. having lunch. Yeah. So I ended up. Um, they picked an image, and then they came to me and said, "We want this printed, but we want it printed four and a half meters wide by three meters to fill the wall." It was and pretty big. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't know many normal printers that would print that large. That is mm. three, what, three. Did you say three and a half by four meters? Four and a half by three. Did you use that <laughs> in Leichhardt or somewhere on Parramatta Road? Uh, I used. A, I ended up using a mob in Alexandria. Okay. And it was simply because they print on basically an ad- adhesive. Right. Okay. And it's it's removable, so it's not a permanent wallpaper. Right. Okay. And they basically break it into sections. And then they do the installation. Oh, I see. Okay. But I had the same conversation with them. I rang them up and said, look, okay, this is, apart from this going to be a monstrous digital file that you're going to have to yeah, receive. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are you going to go about, you know, colour matching mm. to make sure it's not going to be too dark? Because it was a sunrise shot. So, yeah, you know, okay. the horizon's bright, but everything around it's dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did exactly the same thing. They said, you run it through your Photoshop. And then once we receive it, we'll put it into our printer system here. So you send them like a TIFF file? I sent them a 
3.8 gigabyte TIFF file. <laughs> so how do you say, what do you do? Go to the dimensions and save it like four by five metres or something so like that? So I basically, I sent them the entire image and I just said, if you need to crop the edges, crop the edges. Yeah. Yeah. Just make it fit. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they did. So when you look at the, the wall size compared to the digital file, it's only on the edges that it's, that it's, it's, it's cut been in cut out. So And yeah. how did it look? It looked... Came up really well. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So now, can I ask you about that? Hang on, I'm just gonna. I'm yep. just gonna grab it. Yep. Sorry. You're this right. this uh, the Iceland print you've done here. Now, to me, it looks like that ice is just coming out of the page. How the hell? How how have you done that? That's you, that's just the material they use. So this is so this. If you open it's amazing. This, up, this is actually the dust cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's. It's printed on the hardcover as well. Well, it looks... It's the same effect on the hardcover. Yeah. I, I do have to admit, with a lot of shots that are taken that well at that location, that is how it looks. Yeah. Well, I guess really because you've got, you've got movement on everything else yeah. in it, yeah. and it just makes a... It's just... Yeah, it's I, a, it's such a sick shot. It is. And many, uh, many, many shots that I've seen from that area that are taken, that have been captured perfectly... It doesn't look real. Yeah, it looks. It yeah. really doesn't. It's well, it's surreal. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, um, it is that experience of you know. Is that how it looks to the naked eye when you're there? Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, we shot. Obviously, we had three shoots on this beach. We had two sunrises and a sunset. So obviously, the light's really good. Which way is it facing? That beach. It's basically facing almost due south. Right. So you get the light on either side. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, there. I mean, there was some shots that I saw last year that um, uh, DK DK took, and the it it, it looked like it, it looked like it was photoshopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was that stunningly beautiful. This this was the whole point. This was the whole reason I went on this trip was yeah. to shoot, to shoot this that spot location. Yeah. Beautiful because spot. It, hey, at the end of the day, you're standing on black sand, mm. surrounded by melting million year old glacial ice. Yeah, they always yeah. There? Yeah, so this beach um, is next to a channel, which is a glacial lagoon. So you've got the glacier in the distance, oh, okay. and all that ice that's moving down the glacier carves off into the lagoon. Okay. So that's huge chunks of glacial ice floating in the water. Yeah, right. So that's slowly melting, and as it melts, it gets into smaller pieces. It goes into the channel, gets sucked out into the ocean, and then... Get sucked down in the ocean, then washed back up on this beach where it just melts. So the channel is south of here. Uh, so, so looking at this image, yeah. yeah, it's to the left. Yeah, so yeah. okay. And okay. Yeah. is it just like jaw-droppingly stunning? Or? It is. Yeah. It is breathtaking. It is absolutely breathtaking. Oh, I gotta go. Hey, because yeah. yeah. at the end of the day, and I mean, I know, I understand the whole. I mean, Iceland is going through this process at the moment where they are a victim of tourism. Mm. where it has become incredibly popular and it's now their primary – I was reading actually just today that it's something like 46% of their economy now is tourism. Wow. Not surprising. So, But at the end of the day, there is absolutely nothing comparable in Australia to this. Yeah, if no. I, so if I'd love to go to Iceland and I'd love to not go to all the cliché spots, but I would give my left leg to go to that place. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll forego everything. And just yeah. go there. Yeah, totally. Just, I could yeah. have spent all week here. Yeah, comfortably. How yeah. did you visit Black Sand Beach? Is that 
they're all black sand beaches. Oh, they're all black sand. <laughs> Pretty oh, much. There you go. Is that it's all just volcanic? It's all volcanic yeah, sand. Volcanic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But right. um, we went to the, there's a big black sand beach in mm. um, Vic, which is in the back of this, which is that clifftop sunset shot. Yes, that's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. just beautiful, <coughs> just absolutely beautiful. So, yeah. But my point would be, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you shoot, doesn't matter where you go. Um, as that article says, do something with your images. Yeah, because yeah. we kind of, I guess my my perspective is that you know over ten years of shooting, I've spent probably conservatively anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand dollars on camera bodies, lenses, filters, mm. tripods. I wish I, that. I wish I'd spent that. Money. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, you know, and I've got I've got what two hard drives at home full of. I don't know, probably close to four terabytes of images. Mm. Wow. And, you know, at the end of the day, you go out, you shoot, you pick, you know, your three or four really cracking images that you got Mm. from that shoot, Mm. you process them, you put them on Instagram, you put them on Facebook. What else happens to them? You do it all again. Yeah. So when you (laughs) shoot, what are you thinking about when you shoot? Are you thinking for Instagram and Facebook? Or are you thinking for your book? Never, never, never think of social media. Good man. You're like Matt then. Matt doesn't give a shit either. Yeah, yeah, you're just shooting. I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking what looks good to my eye and how will this look printed? Mm. Good man. I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think more now. How will it look printed? Yeah. Good on you. And I have to start selling prints, which I... Don't don't do because people don't want to pay how much I well did charge. This is this is the experience I had last year with my little artist weekend with this little mini exhibition. It is that I found the most stimulating exercise watching people walk in and look at your work. Really? Yeah. To see what connects and what doesn't. Because what you think looks good as a photographer mm. is absolutely light years away from what yeah. The punter will look at and think. I reckon I, I want that on my wall. I reckon wall. I've got a fair idea of actually what does look good well, on a, a wall. A and deep what a punter would like. A yep. deep burning sunset is not what the average punter wants on their wall. I tell hey. you, you know, you you would sell more midday shots of a beach 100%. than you would a burner. I think that's what that's I agree. What you're getting more, at, hey. you would sell yeah. more midday panoramic shots mm. of yep. a beach than you would do. Uh, and I think yeah. I think what it comes like down to is that, um, like I, you know, it's a very cliche term, but I do consider myself to be more a fine art photographer than than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you don't I'm, have to defend it. It's, it I'm I'm addicted to long exposures. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm, mm. I love that flow. I love streaky clouds, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Mm. Um, but I think the average punter prefers what I call record shots. Well, you look at Eugene Ackerbums. Yeah, what he sells. Yeah, exactly right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. Most people don't don't appreciate that sort of thing. But yeah. And I think that's what you were, Matt was saying the other day. Like, like a shooting f- flow and long exposure, they're particularly challenging. Like you're constantly changing your setting Correct. and flow. The composition's always yeah. changing, um, and you can really nail a shot. But a lot of people don't really appreciate it to no. the same extent because it's not. And I this, is, I think this is this is the like, this is the kind of the cross that all landscape photographers have to bear is that at the end of the day, we produce pretty pictures. Yeah. But if someone connects with it and wants to buy it, 
they have absolutely no concept of the effort they went into to produce that image. No, mm. no, that's so right. They haven't seen the six months of early starts that you've yeah. been doing and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I'll show yeah. you, I'll, while we continue this conversation, I'll show you a photo of my most requested image that people want to buy. And <laughs> you'll be like, you go, I actually like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And when I took it, I loved it. Yeah. And I, I said to myself in my head, this is going to go shit on Instagram. <laughs> But I really like it, and I posted it, and that's how yeah. I get all the requests. I'll, I'll find it and show you. Cause I, I, I had a request just the other day for it, actually. Do you guys know who uh, Christian Fletcher is? Name you ever heard of Bell? So he's a he's yeah. a pro yeah. landscape photographer in Western Australia. Yeah, he was um, at Aperture this year. Correct. And yes, blew my mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, I remember so he him. tells a really good story about his most profitable image, which he took when he first started, and it's of a leaf. On the ground, and it's the most, it's the highest selling image of his in his gallery, wow. and he can't stand it. He <laughs> really hates it, hates it with an absolute Why? passion. He just because it's when you see it, it's a really basic image, you know. Yeah, okay. And this day, in this day and age, it, it looks like someone could have taken it with their iPhone. Yeah, okay. But it's connected with most people. Isn't that interesting? Hey, yeah. that's my most requested image. Yeah, is it really? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. And that's to me. That's a record shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's literally, yeah, it is. you've seen the yeah, scene, yeah. snap, yeah. you're done. And yeah. I was just sitting at South Bondi with my 100 yep. to 400 and that was halfway up the beach. Yeah. But yeah. it connects with people because yeah. it's that scene, you know. Um, sorry. I, no, I'm just on my phone at the moment. What we've got is, um, we've got, you know how we did that raw, we did Escapers Raw Challenge? So yep. what we did on our website, we put out an image Um just a raw image and people can edit it however they want. Yep. Whoever we nominate as being the best. Um, I haven't told you this, but we're, we're going to give them a prize. We'll, we'll give them Good call. Something, 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 something decent. A sticker. We'll just say a little <laughs> bit more than a sticker. We'll give them, we're going to give them a hoodie. Do we have any questions for Glenn? Oh, yes, yes. Um, do you mind jumping onto the – Dan, do you mind jumping onto the uh, Ozcapers page? Yep. And getting, there's, there's, a, there's a decent number there. I just don't know why – these raw shots aren't coming up at the moment. It's really annoying. We're in the bunker. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just give me a sec. Yes, there were a, f- there were a well, decent... I think you'll just slowly become my new favourite photographer tonight. <laughs> yeah, I I'm agree, not, actually. I'm not, I'm not... Flattery will get you everywhere. No, I'm yeah. not trying to... You know, I'm... But you are, sad, so... Like, These images uh, are epic, like hey? This, this book has actually blown me away. It's it's, it's, the, a, really it's the power of the printed I- image it's though. Yeah, it makes such a big difference, doesn't it? It and does. You know what? What got me into photography, and I've said it before, was really long exposures. Yep. And a lot of your imagery is just that. Yep. And I've I've cut back on that so much the past two years because I just love that short. Yeah. Fourth, fifth, sixth of a second yep. shutter speed of water yeah, yeah. flow. Yeah. And. Just seeing your images, like, oh, it's made me want to – it's actually inspired me to shoot longer again. Awesome. Because, yeah, that's what I fell in love with and that's just, yeah, got the juices flowing again. Good stuff. So Good thank stuff. you. That's unreal. Yeah, welcome. Now, welcome. Where the hell are these images got? Okay, I'm going to leave that for now. We've got a decent number of questions for you. Um, oh, you did get some questions. Um, yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've we got them in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from all your, all your different accounts. Um, now. Uh, There's somewhere. Yeah. 
Sorry, I've just uh, okay. So Bacos is Bacos comes to he's been to a few of our meets and shoots with us, but he says. Um, you sort of covered this already, but he said he said regarding prints, I have a laptop with a monitor uh, with gamut color. Do I need to calibrate my monitor, and is it any standard for printing? Oh, that's a good question. I've never edited on a laptop. Haven't you? No. I have a laptop as well. Um, I've been told, but this is quite old information, so mm. I may be completely off the off the mark here. But I've been told that if you want to do really good prints, don't use a laptop. Really? Oh, I've just gone and pissed four thousand one hundred dollars up the wall well, today from buying a laptop. You're welcome. From a you're welcome. MacBook. But you can just plug it. You can just plug a monitor in. You can your plug laptop. a monitor in it. Yeah. So I I use a I've got two monitors that are both calibrated when I edit and print. So I would suggest maybe if you can plug plug your laptop into a monitor and why? Uh, What's the difference? There's something about laptop screens. Um. Oh, God. It's Like I said, I think it's fairly old information. So newer laptops maybe just don't have that problem. Um, but there's no reason why you couldn't get a screen calibrator and you know mm. whack it on and, and see. Well, the screen on that would be no different to the screen on my 27-inch inside yep. in terms of colour and, and display. It's just yep. it's bigger. Okay. So I don't... Well, I think yeah. also with laptops is that thing of where like if you view the screen from a bit of an angle all the colors and everything goes to shit yeah. do you know what i mean yeah yeah maybe maybe that's got something to do with could it. be so yeah, y- yeah maybe back off the trick Better is stop editing with your laptop on well, your belly you, simo. you <laughs> can get you can get a you can get a monitor like a decent monitor for not a hell of a lot of money no uh, that's and, it and plug that into your and into you can get laptop. you can get screen calibrators for for not much money yeah so yeah. what's the, isn't there um it's like 300 bucks or something for that spider or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the spider. Spider Pros and that. They're two, three hundred bucks. What's that a cali- calibrator? It's a calibrator. Yeah. 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 But Look, it's something that you can share about. Like you could all chip in for, can't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Or just borrow one. Yeah. I mean. But at the end of the day, I mean, if, you, if you're worried about the quality of your prints, then go to a quality printer. Yeah. yeah just yeah. go to um, King. They'll fix it for you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, okay. So, James Arena, we sort of covered this already um but uh tell us about your photography journey and how you got to where you are today but i guess we pretty much covered pretty that much though. covered okay. that, i think okay he asks what? this question every time doesn't he yeah but he asked the question before he started talking oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome yeah, yeah. What about, uh, we've, got, we've got one here from jeff oh okay jeff, jeff lapera yeah okay yeah. okay uh what editing software does he use mostly Lightroom or Photoshop or both? Photoshop. I've never used Lightroom. At all? No. Why? Because Photoshop's what I started with and I've just never okay, gone across enough. to... So, so, so Simo and I had a, a pretty deep conversation about this on on our... I was going to say the weekend, but it was only Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, Every day is weekend when you... Don't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're unemployed. Yeah. Between jobs. Yeah, I sound it's Friday tomorrow. I'm not even excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like a Monday. <laughs> and, and the conversation was something like that. Me, personally, I'm not um, really that big into editing. Sure. Um, I really pride myself on capturing as much... Uh, in camera as possible and mm-hmm. as perfectly as possible. Sure, yeah. Therefore, I don't have to sit in front of an image and um, correct it 
that yep. much. Yep. There are obviously there are one hundred percent. There are things I need to I, I want to fix. Yeah, yeah, and and change ever so slightly. But I don't feel like I need to make a layer mask for that knob, and then another one for this button, and then yep. another one for that, and yep. that, and that, and, that, yep. and then you got fifty layer masks. Like it, like to me, I think that. You must have taken a really shit photo if you've got to do that much to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, uh, I, I absolutely know what you're saying. And, and Look, when it comes to Photoshop and Lightroom, I think um, my attitude is, I think it's a bit like, you know, why do you shoot Nikon? Why do you shoot Canon? Like for a lot of people, it's it's literally because it's the first camera they picked up. Yeah. And they yeah. just started using it and they got comfortable with it. And it's the same with Photoshop. Yeah. Um, because you know it's and it's a process thing. It's for some people. Well, Lightroom was never around, was it? So I'm not that old, mate. <laughs> no, but the yeah. last couple of years, it's yeah, it's absolutely. Mm. And it's just one of those things that you know. When I first started using Photoshop, um, I did some you know online courses, did some YouTube videos, and they were all using Photoshop. Mm. And, so, and, and some people are like that. They use Photoshop because that's all they've used. That's yeah. all they know. So, yeah. Some people can't use Lightroom because they've never used it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. But then there's there's a, a couple of photographers out there that have done um, their workflow. They'll do a story. Yep. And they'll, they'll do 20 or 30 um, masks. Yep. And at the end, I can't tell that much difference yeah. From the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm look only like, looking at it on a story. Yeah. And I don't have the keenest eye. But yep. look, um, uh, when I first started getting into, when I, basically when I f- first started shooting raw, um, you know, I went and looked at, did some online courses like, um, like Ryan Dyer is, he's an absolute Photoshop master, but he's mm-hmm. one of those people where he will. Is he in the States? Yeah. Yeah. He will do a layer just to lighten two flowers. And then he'll do another layer to the two flowers next to that. What's wrong with the brush? Yeah. Well, I, I simply do not have the patience for that. No. So when I edit, I'm if I'm beyond four layers on any image, mm. I get frustrated. Mm. And I think, what the hell am I doing? Mm. Like, seriously. So most images that I edit, five, ten minutes. That's I it. Challenge yeah, well that, you're I challenge Joe Blow. You stand in front of one of my images yeah. and then you stand in front of someone who's done 50 or 60 layer masks yeah. and you get Joe Blow off the street. Won't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, but Only it's not always – I hear what you say, but it's not always about that. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people shoot f- for themselves, you know, and if you want to do oh, a totally. very, very minor difference on yeah. one flower versus another. Yeah. Like, especially – like, cause And that's – I did say that. Some people yeah. do love the doing that. Because yeah. I do that sometimes myself. Sometimes I'm just like hit the preset job done but other times I spend like two three days making just the most ridiculous yeah. adjustments to yeah. to something you know what I mean but and and, yeah. yeah and then I can't even see it what the hell I've done you know <laughs> but then you go and ask the people that have the galleries and sell the prints how long have you spent on that image and it's fuck all you reckon 100 percent 100 percent yeah a lot of the canon masters hardly even spend any time editing yeah shit or the other flip side of the coin, like certain landscape photographers I'm aware of, they get other people to edit their images for them. Bullshit. Not well, well, well. <laughs> I'll drop a name after we stop recording. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, spill the... Ba- so we've got it. I've actually got another question for you. Yep, shoot. It's not related to this 
what you were talking about just then. You uh, fit right into this podcast. Yeah, you way. do. You and Matt are actually very similar. Uh, so, uh, old mate Mitch, Mitch M Photos. We've sort of covered it. Um, but he said, uh, what outlet do you find the best way to promote prints and generate sales but oh, from God. what you've said it would be it would be having him printed and putting him in front my, of people, my right? answer is when he finds out can you tell me yeah fully that we because we actually get asked that that yeah. quite a bit but yeah. i think if if you want to sell prints my answer has always been if you want to sell prints like just get the hell off instagram because you totally. will never sell anything and get to the, the markets get to the markets and yeah. look uh, i th- firmly believe at the end of the day um if you're really serious like if you really want to sell prints then go and do a marketing de- degree. Fully. Yeah, that's really what and it's bi- about. And hey? a business degree. Yeah. Or be cashed up and just open a gallery. Yeah. That guy that's got that gallery in the cro- in um yeah. the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we've brought this guy up before, but you know Peter Lick? Yep. Like his photos uh and I'm not brown nosing, but they're no better than anything in this book. Uh, but he is a marketing genius. Absolutely. You know? And he sells prints for like a million bucks. Absolutely. He, he does not. He buys his prints for a million bucks. <laughs> the most yeah. expensive photo in the world that's ever been sold and bought was his photo that he bought. Is, that, is that true? Yeah. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. He bought yeah. it himself. So he is a marketing <laughs> genius. He is a marketing genius. <laughs> But he's a world cashed up. Of, he got a lot of publicity. Yeah, that is yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. That is pretty he funny. He sells and buys his own images. But you know what? You know, you know what he does though. He'll 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 um, promote an image and he'll go. There's only ever going to be five of this. The first one's this he's price. All of them. A bit, no, but the, the next one, the price goes up. The next one, the price goes up even more. And the last one is really expensive. Yeah. So yeah. the sooner you get in, the better the price for you. But it's like 250 grand to start off yeah. with. And, and this one that he sold for 8 million, that he bought off himself for 8 million in that that canyon. Yeah. I don't I've it's not that I've seen better. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're talking about an antelope canyon? Yeah. Yeah. It is a nice it was, photo. It was like the yeah. ghost or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it is a very nice photo. Oh, it was fantastic, but I've yeah. seen photographers from Australia just go over there for a holiday and take yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah. it. It's all about marketing, totally. is, is what is, he, is what Glenn's saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if you want to, I markets are a good starting point. Yeah, I think if you, if you can get yourself a store, get yourself some prints made up, and I think the trick, um, Nick Page spoke about this a while ago. The guy in the states who was talking about if you're going to go to markets, wherever you are, sell local images. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. So, you know, well, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't go to Coogee and sell images from Cronulla. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, know, know your audience and know your target market. The other thing I've I found with markets, I've tried to get in at markets before, but there's already someone else doing it. Yeah. So, you got to get in with the whoever's organising the markets and try and become their mate because as soon as that guy packs it totally. in for a week or so, yep. you, you're next in line and take their spot. Yeah, so that's absolutely. the first step, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. Because, yeah, otherwise you would get stuck at selling at markets. But you need a lot of coin, though, because you got to... No, they're not that... Well, well no, the, what I was trying to do wasn't that expensive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah, to right. get your stock. It's, yeah. an, it's an outlay. Yeah. yeah. A total outlay. Because oh, I was yeah. going to... A few years ago, I was going to hit the, the markets in the spring, but... I was looking at ten to twenty grand, you know, just to get the prints up. Yeah, and this is what I found last year for my little exhibition is I did not sell, I didn't sell any large prints. So I had some sort of large framed prints. What's what's large? What sort of size? Oh, sort of thirty by twenty. 
Yeah, okay. 40 by you know, 30, whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. But no, you're talking inches. centimeters. Oh, yeah, that's, that's huge. Big. That's huge. Yeah. 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 But what I did sell was I sold a lot of smaller prints just in the um in card frame. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So what, what do I, I do with them? Uh, yeah. Good question. I've well, always thought that. It's that like everyone sells them, but what they, they go they to do IKEA with them? and get like a three dollar. That's frame exactly what done. they do. Mm. Yeah. You can go to like there's the online frame shops where you mm. can just get pre-cut. Frames. I reckon I'd buy it and would never buy a frame. If, well, if it, I was the ones <laughs> I sold. So, and f- funnily enough, what I was just saying before, I sold local images. Mm. So sunsets down at you know Shell Park and stuff like that over the water, and every person that bought one said to me like, you know, oh, so how do I go about getting this framed? And I would say like, go down to IKEA mm. or go to this yeah, website. Okay. These are all standard sizes, so mm. you can literally just slip this straight in. Yeah. Okay. Um. But it was always the smaller stuff. But and interestingly, enough, I think the trap you can possibly fall into is thinking like a photographer. So therefore, you think, "Well, okay, I've got to get this printed on really, really good quality paper. Mm. I've got to get the art paper stuff." Mm. Punters don't care. Mm. Punters do so not care. But, yeah. but you, you wouldn't say canvas, though, would you? You're not talking canvas. Oh, I had I had two canvas. Oh yeah, prints. But if you're yeah, going to okay. have your artwork hanging up in someone's house, you want someone to walk in there and look at it and love it. Like absolutely. That's that's but this but the small prints I sold I got them printed at Ted's. No way. <laughs> yep, and Ted's are great, by the yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with them whatsoever. Yeah. They came up beautifully. Yeah, and it's because they're inset in that card, that white border. Yeah, just sets it off. Mm. And are they tourists that are buying them? Or? No, locals. Locals. Yeah. Okay. In fact, I sold, uh, but I did end up selling. I sold a um, the foggy bridge shot that's in this book here. I mm. sold. A a small print of that to a lady who was moving to Melbourne and she wanted a well, Sydney shot to yeah. put up on a wall. Yeah, so right. Yeah. Yeah, right. There you go. Well, Glenn, that was fantastic. I learned Thank a hell you. of a lot out of that. That was really good. You've been mm. very entertaining and that was a lot of fun. We learned a we lot, could, I think. We could extend it for a lot We'd longer. Five-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect you blokes are running out of puff. The micro yeah, yeah. SD yeah. card's about to run out. Oh, is it no, okay? I'm not running out of puff. Yeah. Esky full of beer there. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, unemployed, so. Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever the fuck so I want. No, I'll, yeah, refrain exactly. that. I'll refrain that. I'm a, I'm a photographer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm unemployed. Struggling, art, starving artist. <laughs> and if anyone out there has got a wedding coming up, hit Matt Barry Images up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah corporate headshots, shooting weddings. family stuff. I do actually now. <laughs> do everything. Yeah. Make anything, sure. Dog make shots, I'll do anything. Dog. dog Dog birthdays, cat birthdays. Make sure you give make sure you give Glenn Crouch a follow. Uh, I've already forgotten your Instagram handle, but you can just Google just Google Google Glenn Crouch. You just punch in Glenn Crouch, you'll find him. His images are stunning. It's all long exposure. uh, Well, not not all, but a lot of long exposure shots. A lot of really moody skies. They're they're beautiful. You know, all the color bombs you could possibly ask for. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, and if you want to get. Glenn's alerts follow focus on Facebook yeah and you'll yeah. get yeah. Um, a message sent to you and you'll get the alerts and hopefully and if you it'll happen yeah. if you want to be misinformed listen to me I got it twice yeah, wrong twice that, today yeah. <laughs> this is so I, I, I this last night I said everyone get ready charge your batteries tomorrow's gonna be epic and then in the morning I was uh, like no good and then this afternoon <laughs> And this afternoon again, I said, oh, okay, I know I was wrong yesterday, but this afternoon let, it's really going to fire. Let me tell you, <laughs> it was I've, a dud. I've, I've had plenty of misses. 
Do people go mad? No, but the people only remember the hits. Yeah. That's true. the thing. Yeah. And if you want to so. go shoot a clear sky, come and book a workshop with Sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fully. Yeah, I guarantee a clear yeah. sky. <laughs> 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 you know, like high cloud at like 5 a.m. and then just, just vaporize. Gone. Yeah. 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 How good. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, thanks yeah. again, man. Thank that was a lot of guys. fun. Yeah, yeah we really, really appreciate enjoyable. you coming along. That was yeah. really good. Um, wow. And yeah, if anyone has any questions, Hit him up on Instagram. I'm sure we'll come back to you and pretty sure quickly. Quick, um, mention there. We just want to thank uh, Nissi Filters, uh, Saru Tripods, and MacArthur Camera House for their yes. continued support. Uh, if you guys are after any filters or tripods and camera gear, um, be sure to check those guys out or ask any of us and we'll give you all the info you need. Which yes. you should do because I use a Saru tripod and I use Nissi Filters. And you use there the iPod. You, you got the. Why would you the, use anything else? Really? You got the best like, of the best. Seriously. Yeah. There is no uh, excuse. Yeah. Except yeah, no substitute. And there's, yeah. I think it's November. Well, we're a little bit away, but there's big Black Friday sales um, ahead, so don't forget that. Mm. Haven't we had Black Friday already? No, it's in November. November well, we had last so year, yeah. Yeah, keep <laughs> your eye. during the year? We had, we, there was something. Oh, uh, no, no, you're thinking there's... There's heaps. Some there's big like internet. Yeah, no, there's like click frenzy or some shit is what you're thinking of. He, he can't help it. He's unemployed. He's lost oh, track of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I've right. got time now. I'll look it up. I'll research it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I apologize. I haven't been hitting these sound effect buttons, but you'll be back on Never board yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a little bit flat. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, guys, and we will talk to you very soon. Awesome. Righto. Cheers. Bye.